Hello! Welcome to this episode of the Fan Men Disney Podcast. I'm DJ Gove. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. You sounded so bright and shiny, you threw me off my yeah. game. I had to. It's the Disney show. It's Disney show. Mm. Happiest podcast episode oh. on earth. Well, give us 20 minutes. We'll see. The most magical <laughs> podcast. Um, we'll see how this conversation goes. I know. For present company, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So <laughs> the last time we did one of these, because we do spacey's ones out, we don't do them every week or anything, was uh, when they were just trying to open things back up. And mm-hmm. we had Chris's brother, Matt on, who's an annual pass holder and a DVC mm-hmm. member like us and mm-hmm. a big mouse guy. And we, we talked about some things that we thought were coming, even though people were very much in denial about what was going to change when things open back up from the shutdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. And over the last couple of weeks, it's kind of funny. We were a hundred percent right, even down to price points. Mm. And that just makes All me happy. Happening. That makes me so giddy. So let's go over some stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Disney World has rolled out sev- several new things um, in preparation for the 50th anniversary that starts in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, which I will be there for in all the fray and chaos. Um, yeah. But, you know, got to check the box. Hey, they, they said the crowds this week were basically non-existent. Did nope, you see they, those pictures? They were doing, They were. you could still get a Rise of the Resistance boarding pass at five o'clock at night. Wow. Like you could just walk in and do whatever you want. As yep. long as you had a reservation. The like, entire week was Main Street was empty. Yeah, it was mm. crazy. To the point where it was like, ooh, can I hop on a plane real quick and go for a night? The like, it'd be worth it. Longest wait, like Animal Kingdom was sparse. There was nobody. No. Twenty minute uh, wait. Yeah, I think I looked at uh Thursday at like one o'clock in the afternoon, flights of passage was a ten minute wait. Yeah. You could just I saw pictures of the queue where there were yeah. no people. Yep, and that is not because as much as all the Spartacuses on the internet want to lead up the cause and bo- boycott Disney's. People just waiting Spartacus? for the end of the Spartaki? month. Spartacai? Spartacai? Spartacais? Spartacai? So, oh, we've been saying for a while that the whole Disney experience was going to go from the free-for-all has been for the last, you know, at least decade and a half plus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because things like uh, Fast Pass and Magical Express and all this stuff hasn't always been there. It's not been there. Th- it's all stuff that they've added over the years. Yeah. Um, but now everything's upside down and on its head. So, number one, we talked about last time, the Magical Express service, which gets you from the airport to the hotel, is going away. Um, Mirrors, the company who runs those shuttles, is restarting up their replacement service, which will cost money, obviously. Because Wait a mm-hmm. second. I got to carry my own luggage? You do have to, yeah, yeah, you do carry your you luggage. You got to pay new people new amounts of money to yeah. carry your luggage. Well, no, they they won't grab your luggage. I never anymore. rode the damn bus, but they took my bags every time. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. nice, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, that's not a big deal. I mean, they, I mean, Disney was paying mirrors to do it, so it was like, a, you know, and uh, they got that train coming one of these years, so it's not really the end of the world. Um, yep. I uh, I wasn't the biggest Magical Express fan just because I didn't like sitting there for sometimes an hour to two hours waiting for other planes to show up to fill the bus to get to my hotel. Yeah. I'd rather just pay someone to get me there as soon as possible, but I can understand if you have like six or seven kids or whatever, you know, or six or seven family members. Oh yeah. I completely understood. Yeah. It made sense. It was a good service. It was, it was. Um, and it's a shame and it's something that they should probably go back in a couple of years and rethink, but maybe, I mean, I think it was more probably a partnership with the mirrors company than anything else. But anyway, but the, one of the things that they that they started doing was so they took all these extra benefits away during um, COVID lockdown, basically. You know, Chris and I talked about many times this was their golden ticket to wipe the slate clean of everything that mm-hmm. wasn't working 
or wasn't mm-hmm. working to their advantage, mm-hmm. or just the margins weren't as great. Yeah, as or with just logistically, like logistically maybe became too much of uh, an issue. And then they're slowly starting to add stuff back, but it's all pay to win basically. Um, so the first thing that was they used to have this thing called extra magic hours, where if you were staying at a Disney hotel on certain days, you either got extra time in the morning or extra time at night, which mm-hmm. was extra magic hours were amazing. Uh, the problem is it would make it so that whatever park had extra magic hours that day would just be rammed to the gills all day. And that kind of sucked after a while. Mm-hmm. People started to figure out how to play it right. So they are coming back in two different ways. Number one is if you're staying at a Disney hotel now, any Disney hotel, you can enter the park a half an hour early. The gate will open for you half an hour early, which doesn't sound like much, but it gives you that shot to kind of like beeline towards the first thing you want to do that day. Right. Whether it's Haunted Mansion. Yeah, you can make or, the sprint. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can make the sprint. Um, and then also, you know, it's, some people like to start their day earlier. It might give you that half an hour to get your coffee before the day starts, whatever you want to do. Uh, nighttime hours are also coming back. However, this is where things, people start to lose their mind. The nighttime magic hours now. It's like when I go there, I'm there for the first day. It's October 4th. Epcot's open until midnight. Only available if you are staying at a Disney Deluxe Resort. Mm. So if you're not paying for the top tier hotel, you're not getting in late. And that's just the way it is now going forward. Um, And that will probably be the way it is going forward forever. Mm. And that's only a handful of resorts. Yeah, it's a wilderness. Well, because Wilderness Lodge even even open yet. But when Wilderness Lodge opens, it will be in there. Animal Mm. Kingdom, Beach Club, Yacht Club. Boardwalk, Saratoga, Key West Riviera. Basically your DVC level resort. Basically, yeah, correct. Um, And what I think this is going to do, this is going to take things like, you know, maybe they just did like uh, Caribbean Beach or whatever, but maybe next time like Port Orleans is up for full refurb and they shut down like the Riverside section of of Port Orleans. When that gets redone, it's getting bumped up to Deluxe or something like that. Sweets and Deluxe, yeah. Yep, they're going to... They want to. They want all these deluxe resort rooms filled. Oh, Polynesian too. Polynesian also, in the grand. And people lost their skull. And it was funny because I'm reading all the, you know, all like the the people freaking out, and I'm like, oh, you guys buckle up, cupcake, because that's not even the. You have no idea what's coming at you. Tip of the iceberg, kids. Yeah. So, Chris, what do you think about that? The extra magic hours only for deluxe. It's you're paying a premium for all of these hotels. This is like I was saying, it's mainly your DVC. It's your, if you're going rack rate, these rooms are four or five, six. I mean, you're going peak season, $700 a night, $800 a night. night. Mm -hmm. Um, There has to be a little something more than just the fact that you have more space. I mean, honestly, I think those rooms should come with some kind of a benefit. If you're a DVC member, you've dropped tens of thousands of dollars on this membership. You're paying your fees every year, probably another, depending on your point level, 1500 bucks, whatever the case yep. may be mm-hmm. for that point. There should be some quid pro quo there where yep. even if it is just that half hour, an hour, mm-hmm. and you may not take advantage of it every time, but yeah, you shouldn't. I see no problem with that. Yeah. Um, I think right now they're doing, I think it's a uh, Magic Kingdom was two and a half. It's a couple hours. It's almost like three hours a night to start with, I think. Yeah, I actually got so, into. Why well, no, so into when? It. Yeah, go ahead. You said the park's closing at midnight. Then is that after the extra after, magic? So yes. they're yeah, it's, okay. it's nine to midnight. I think three in the morning. I'm like, they're gonna go yeah, back no, to no. the 24 hours. No, no, no. Uh, it's it's nine to midnight. I think is the extra magic. Um, but I had this conversation with some lady at the store the other day because she and I the 
TV, the Disney stuff on and got talking Disney and it's like, well, it's not fair. I'm like, it, it is. If you're saying it, you know, all star and you're paying a hundred bucks a night and well, I'm saying at the grand, and I'm paying six ninety nine a night. I should get more stuff than you. It's just the way it is. I mean, that's everything else in the world is like that. Mm-hmm. I don't define fair. I mean, that's, I don't think fair comes into it. No, it's not. I mean, this isn't, this is, it's a retail business. It's you're, like, if you, you're paying for the experience, you're paying for the higher end setup. It's just, I mean, exactly. It's just and, the way it is. I mean, and they were the last ones I, to do any of this stuff is what it was. I think that's some, that's important to say, because they, they literally have the last amusement park out there that wasn't paying for these add on experience or, you know, any, you're more charging mean, vacation, anything. If you go to like Atlantis and you get the highest suite level room you're probably getting the premium drink package included like the water slide park pass and all that stuff it's mm-hmm. you get that stuff it's, it's part of paying more for your vacation plus on that it's like exactly. what people don't understand too is like they want the deluxe people in the parks more why because the deluxe people aren't eating hot dogs every meal mm-hmm. the deluxe people are getting sit-down dinners mm-hmm. the deluxe people are buying more merchandise they're buying mm-hmm. pandora beads they're buying Duty every bags. kid gets a hoodie everybody yeah exactly, exactly. so you're your your dollar accumulation per you know thirty minute slot vastly mm-hmm. increases it's, with the deluxe people over yeah. the other people. We were talking about this when we first brought up the subject. It's all yeah. about revenue per head. Yeah, they don't care. The end revenue number is going to be the same for them, but they can drive it with less people, less employees, right, and still make the same, which then increases all their margins everywhere. They else. can also honestly, and this is harder. This isn't as pal- palatable for most people in the discussion, but. For everybody that now attends the parks and goes through any of this, their actual experience should be better per per exactly. dollar an hour. And that's something exactly. that when you get this structure and optimized logistics and optimized tiering of who's willing to pay for what, you actually can end up improving not only your revenue optimization, but also your actual customer satisfaction. Unfortunately, that comes at... You know, at the price of some freedom or flexibility, whereas people like me, you know, this robotic assisted optimized logistics, dude, I am, I am all in as previously discussed, like among the three of us that were right included me who knows Jack about all the optimized DVC stuff, but I know optimization and, you know, and data and logistics. And this is beautiful to me. It's funny. Cause like I said, you know, people... And I go looking for this stuff because I'm just curious. I'm like, how bad is it really? You thrive on tears. I, I do. You know what? You I mean, like I just, torturing people. No, nah, you know what? It's like, obviously, like, I'm not the smartest human being on the planet. I'm not. I'm, I fully admit that. I'm kind of an idiot. You're at but least it's three like, or four. I mean, you're go. close. Fair enough. But um, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm at least I'm not in denial about the way the world works for the most part. It's like, just some people just, they, I, I don't understand where some of these people get their perspective on stuff. It just, it boggles my mind. And my mind's not that big to boggle, so. Um. People are getting <laughs> upset because it this is going to change the vacation experience yes, for a lot of is. these people that were going multiple times a year. Yep. The people that try to schedule it to the nth degree and squeeze every last drop out of yeah. staying at Caribbean Beach, but they're going to hit it for rope drop and they're going to be there until the end of the day. And they, I mean, they're trying to bang this whole thing out yep. in five days yep. and they're not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah. Nope. Your options are limited. They think they're not going to be able to. I actually believe ultimately, and there's going to be some bumps and shifts and and, and effects, but ultimately I think this can result in more people being able to do more of what they want because they will spend less time 
in lines, in crowds, in congestion, because this all heads the direction of a little bit better facilitated movement and density and things like that. I love your, uh, I love how optimistic you are. Well, I said ultimately through some bumps and stuff, but yeah, I think that's what it is. No, 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 no. What I'm laughing at is that you think it was to design to enhance the customer experience. No, I didn't. What this allows Disney to do, see, it's this is actually going to limit the amount of stuff people can do. So if you're automating, you're using that automated tool. Mm -hmm. I want to eat at Mama Melrose, and I need to rise of the resistance, and I'd like to do whatever else. These four things, right? This now allows Disney. To move the Sean chess piece through the park. Yeah. Um, this allows Disney to now better plan their employee base. They're, this is optimizing their expenses more than anything else because you think you're getting a customized experience and Disney's taking your top three and they're going to slot that into a 10-hour day for you. And then they're going to fill in all of the other experiences around it to move your little chess piece through. So they can now they can targeted staff. They're only gonna fu- they're gonna funnel five thousand people through this particular attraction in a day, whatever the number is, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They know they don't need to have extra people to man the queues or do any of that. Yep. So it is it ties it in, but I think this is financially driven. And they'll know when they need to pop more, more popcorn and when they need to drop off more Coca Colas and all this other stuff too. And now yep. they can give you your map through, and they can tell. I know Hogarty's, the Hogarty family is going to go from point A, yep. next thing going to be in Tomorrowland for Stace Mountain. Yep. They're going to go right by these carts. It ties yep. right into what you're saying, DJ. And it's like, oh, their band didn't scan, like, didn't walk through the store, so they don't go to the store. So let's make sure they go over here where there's more stores and try to get them in a store and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the second no part of this whole thing was, yeah, so the second part of this whole thing was where uh, something that we knew was coming was the Genie app, which is much like we discussed in the last episode. This is Sean's digital assistant <laughs> Mm-hmm. move around the, the map dream. where it's gonna you know you fire up genie everyone gets genie for free it's included in your it's part of the the evolution of the disney experience app on the phone right and it's gonna tell you big okay you're going where are you going today magic kingdom do you have a park reservation yes okay you're good what's the they call it wishes what are your three wishes today okay you know what i got the, the kids want to do haunted mansion and they want to do space mountain and then i definitely want casey's corner for for lunch i want corn dog nuggets Mark them all up. Mm-hmm. It will go. Okay, okay so you guys are going to want to go to Haunted Mansion there at 1030 because that's going to be the, we're going to make sure that that's the slowest part of the line for you. And when you go to Casey's Corner, you pick your wishes early enough where you should go over there and eat about quarter of 12 to get your lunch. And then Space Mountain, you're looking at about 2 p.m. is the best time to go. And as you walk around, you're like, oh, hey, you're over here. You know what? You click on the thing. I don't want ice cream. Well, you're over near, you know, the plaza, but if you went down to the Mickey bar cart down in Frontierland, there's way less people. There's no, you guys should go over Frontierland and get your ice cream and mm-hmm. go on. Then you guys can go on Carpenter's Aladdin because there's no one there or something like that. Right. Yeah. Which is just what Sean wanted. Exactly. It's, I think this is going to result in a vastly superior experience mm-hmm. for a select group of people. The people that know what they're doing, they don't need the app? Um, I think there's the people that, who know what they're right, doing. The newbies. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the new there's going to be some of the people that know what they're doing that are going to be just infuriated because now yeah. it's going to limit their but knowledge is based up- upon an old world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all your old tricks don't work anymore. It's like when they right. took my parking passes away. Yeah, mm-hmm. the system <laughs> like has changed. all the little cracks. Yeah, yeah. so you you, you need to it. regame the system, and it may not be as possible. Right, 
a good system, the gamification is actually part of the system and can be driven by input of money or flexibility, right? There's exactly where I was going, Sean. Yeah. So it's going to be a premium experience for the people that are willing to pay a premium price for that experience. Mm -hmm. which, it's gonna, it, so as you go it, through, DJ, we'll touch upon yeah, it a so, little more. Yeah. So the next part of this whole, uh, we'll call it the pay to win, is we're, gonna, we're the big part we're going to skip. We're going to wait till the end but so uh annual passes came back um they came back at disneyland uh, about a month ago under the the new name the magic key program mm -hmm. um and uh they, they surprisingly didn't get that much more expensive the price jump wasn't crazy but the rules changed <laughs> so at disneyland now you can only like pick three days at a time to go you can't just show up and walk in anymore do your youtube video and bounce every day you can't do it it's just not allowed um, you have to make reservations, and that's not going away. People that think, "Oh, it's once," no, that's that's their new, that's their new data entry. It's not; they're not going to take agree. it away. The it's going to be too valuable. Reservations are working too well. It's amazing. There's I no like, reason for them to take care. Of, exactly. Yeah. I'd rather pick. I mean, you were kind of you were doing that anyway. People are like, "This is stupid." You were doing it anyway because sixty days, ninety days out, you're or one hundred eighty days out, you're picking your freaking restaurant. Exactly. So you already out, know picking, where you're slotting. You're picking yeah. your rides, so you're already picking what park you're going to. You know. Mm -hmm. like there's all these rules like the blackout dates changed like there's some of the like the lowest tier california pass same with the florida one too the lowest tier florida pass um you can only go like tuesday wednesday thursday no weekends no holidays no special event days nothing but in florida they did something that it, i mean this one was i guess it kind of wasn't dirty pool but they made it so if you live out of the state of florida and you're not a dvc member the only annual pass you're allowed to purchase is the top tier one. So if you live in Illinois or Michigan or something like that, you have to buy like the big daddy $1,400 pass or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, the DVC members, we got the sorcerer pass, which is like the next year down is like 900 bucks. So it did go up a little bit. They also did take away the photo pass thing from it and the water parks are not part of it anymore. So that's how you get around mm -hmm. the, the not so massive price increase. They're add-ons now. Hmm. But what really got people mad is that most, I didn't realize how many were like this, but I guess a lot of DVC members are like teachers and stuff like that. And now they can't go in December anymore. They basically blocked out all of winter break. They killed all of the school breaks. Thanksgiving yeah. to like Christmas. You can't go. Just can't go. Um, how do you get around that? You just don't buy annual. If you only want, that's the only thing I don't get is like people are like crying about it. But we go in December for break. Well, if you only go in December and you don't go at the other time of the year, just buy tickets. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's, it's the change. P the, the conditioning's been broken. People's patterns have been broken and they just don't know how to handle it. And that's Certainly. something like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of surprises myself. I'm kind of like, I like to be in my groove so I can kind of understand that. But it's like, this the, the writing's been on the wall for even before COVID happened that they were looking to shake things up big time. You knew, you knew they were because they, especially the annual passes, they just had it way too good. They also tiered like the merchandise discounts with the annual passes and like I said, and the blackout dates all just went kind of bonkers. I didn't pay much attention to the merchandise discounts. How much did those change? Um, it's uh, with the lower tier passes at California, Florida, you drop down to 10. Okay. So not the end of the world, but now you I get mean, a little, you personally, get a little off, I think, I mean, crazy. I think that's generous. Cause I think if you're buying a $300 annual pass, you shouldn't get any discount because you're paying the equivalent of going two days for a whole year. That's your discount. You know, it's like you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really need to as an incentive, but 10%. That's, yeah. 
However, that's not moving the needle for them. That kind of stuff, like parking changes, that that will come eventually. Every year, the thing's going to evolve. This was just like nope. the they. This, this was just a framework. They weren't going to gut you all at once. This was the framework. This for is what, the first salvo. Yeah, exactly. Let's exactly. see how this. Let's see how this settles, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So it's funny. I was just looking at the one of the groups on Facebook, and people were like everyone's like post like, "What time should I call on nine eight to buy me a pass?" Like, are you you people realize that you just do it on the internet? And this is why people complain about the phones not working because they all call for the mm-hmm. stupidest things every day. But well, and the number of people that have been working those phones, I feel bad for anybody working for DVC, working mm-hmm. for Disney. You're talking wait times of three, four hours. It's been ridiculous. Exactly. It's kind of crazy, but. The one thing that I mean, Chris and I have been yelling this to the to the from the mountaintops for <laughs> right. a long time. Finally happened, and this was the one that people had the most <laughs> <laughs> the most denial about. People just refused to believe it was possible. They wouldn't do that to me, <laughs> like like they give a damn. But as part of the genie uh, app, which everyone gets for free, mm-hmm. yeah. a select just amount- keep keep hyping the free. They get the app for free. I know. We'll give them uh, something. They can out for free. Um, the a select amount of people every day. I say select because these th- this thing does have a cap on it. Not everyone can have this. It will sell out basically. You can open up a section of the app called Genie Plus. And what oh, is what is Gen- that? What is Genie Plus? So you think maybe it just maybe it just more efficiently puts you in places that it wants to put you. But no, you get your Gen- own personal Hogarty assistant. Genie pops Plus, up on screen. Genie Plus leads you around for the low price of fifteen dollars per day per person. Oh, mm-hmm. bargain! Bargain gives you access to the old Fast Pass lanes, now called the Lightning lanes. Mm-hmm. So, for fifteen dollars a day, you have access to Fast Pass. Basically, okay. it's the it really is the next evolution of Disneyland's Max Pass program. Yep, exactly. Which, if you never went to Disneyland did Max Pass, it was possibly the greatest thing they ever did. You want to talk about efficient? I do. We did 15 fast passes one day with Max Pass. It was amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely it was. amazing. So is that timed or is it just now you get a better line when you show up? No. So it's basically, it's, it's, it's just like Max Pass. So b- back in the day, they used to have the, the old, uh, paper fast pass kiosk where you go up and you scan your ticket, spit it out. Okay. Come back in mm-hmm. 45 minutes. Right. You just, you're just doing it on your phone now. Okay. You wake up at seven in the morning. You okay? Let's go to Haunted Mansion first. Boom, Haunted Mansion nine twenty five or whatever. Right, and you could schedule. What? How did Max Pass work? You could have three at a time. No, you and could only. Worked, you, no, you did the one. But you could book after an hour went by. You could book another one. Yeah, even it, if would, you had it would. Use the first depending one. depending on crowd it levels. It would tell you back. Yeah. Okay, you're, it's just like the paper did. You can get your next Fast Pass at whatever. You set the phone alarm and do it. You could just get another. Yep. Once the hour's up, just set a little timer on your yep, phone. Yep, and that's and exactly how this is going to work. Load it up. So the the one thing now, people literally were you know ready to you know jump off a bridge when this came out, hmm. and then people really lost it when you found out that the F- Genie Plus doesn't include every ride. The your top tier rides, yes. So your your really popular rides, and they've only the only ones they ever mentioned were Rise of the Resistance and um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mm-hmm. But it's I've seen some. It's got to like, be a Radiator Springs out in California. Oh yeah, Radiator Springs. Yes, Radiator Springs. I've seen some like weak lists that all make sense. Other things that will most likely not confirm. But if I had to, my best guess, which anyone keeping track at home, I've been right on everything. 
Um, <laughs> Third smartest I'm, man in the world. Exactly. No, I'm never right. So I Asmanoff, like off the rock. Gove. Yes. <laughs> Peter Pan's flight will not be part of Genie Plus. Space Mountain will not be part of Genie Plus. When so your Tron- classic core, you're gonna have to wait. No, well, in the queue big, with everybody else. Big or? Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain will be. Okay. I think Splash, as currently constituted, will be. It will be taken off when it turns into Tiana's riverboat Once they re-image. adventure, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Tron will not be on this. Hmm. Uh, Flights oh, of Passage. Yeah, I hadn't thought yeah. of that. Flights of Passage will not be on it. Probably, probably both that. Uh, probably just Flights of Passage. I think they'd put the river ride on it. Um, I don't think you're going to get... So, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy will not be on it. Frozen and Ratatouille and Epcot will not be on it. Mm. And that studio... So, those, Rise, are s- those still going to be a virtual queue? Like yes. a Ratatouille yep. or yep. Rise? Yeah, Rise. And then at Hollywood Studios, I don't think you're going to get Rise. I do not think you're going to get Slinky Dog and Mickey's Railway, I would guess, would be the three studios that won't count for it. Mm. They will still be using virtual queues. So Rise of Resistance, Ratatouille, and then as Chris just said, you know, when, when Guardians opens, when Tron opens, they'll have also a virtual queue. But now here's the fun part. If you don't get your virtual queue first thing in the morning in the Mad Dash, you get you can purchase what's called individual experience passes, which is very similar to what they're doing Ooh, in Disneyland Paris. Tell me more. So the way they word it is up to two per person. The way I interpret that is that I'm staying at a deluxe resort, I can buy two. I'm staying at a moderate resort. I can buy one. I'm not staying at a moderate resort or a deluxe resort or off property. I get none. That's how I read it personally. Um, you can buy individual ride passes. So if you don't get your, your rise resistance boarding pass, but that's the one thing you had to do that trip, pay your whatever the amount's going to be, you know, 10 bucks or whatever, and just go, then you get your lightning pass for, for that one ride. So you're Are you sure they didn't name this after me? This is kind of pass? like the Chris pass. Yeah. Like, I don't have to get out of bed to go wait inside the park Yeah, just to get a pass for a ride so I can ride it six hours from now? Yep. Um. So you can you can bang stuff out. The, there's a, it, it, That, I think, is fair because if you gave everyone who paid the $15 access to Seven Dwarfs and Tron and all no one else from the outside would get to ever touch these things. And you can't have that. You can't have it so knowing... If you're paying park admission, you should have a shot to stand in line for whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So, oh, agreed. So how much is that add-on feature if they I want to do Rise? They haven't said yet, but the way it's working in Disneyland Paris is the Rise go between 8 and $13. And that's flexed out depending, like, obviously, if you go Christmas break, it's going to be a lot more. But, like, mm-hmm. when we go, we go, like, beginning of October, January, whatever. It probably won't be as bad. But well, it, let's it's put the difference. So I'm going in a that's moderate why I said 10, season. I said 10 bucks. Say, say it's 10 bucks a person. Yeah. But for $30... Assuming take the wife and kid. Yep. For thirty dollars, I can go on and do rise at I'm guessing you're buying a time. Yeah, it'll just it'll just give ex- you it'll, it'll just give you a time. Yep. You get a guaranteed time. Yep. That then allows you to, if you want to go out to breakfast, you want to do any of that stuff. So it's gonna cost you thirty dollars more for that experience for the day. Yep. And but, it's probably the only thing you have to do in that park. Yeah. For that. Yep. It'll it will save it's, your day. If you're willing to spend a little more scratch, it's kind of like the renting the car option that we've talked about yep. a ton. If you're willing to spend a little more, you pick up hours and hours of your vacation, not mm-hmm. waiting for a yep. bus. And the good thing they, at least the way I, I found some, you know, some, some, some rules on that stuff. And the one thing they did that seems, it's, 
to me, this is how it reads. And I like this is that you can only buy the individual experiences for the park. You have your, um, reservation for that day. Sure. So you can't be like, I'm going to go sense. to Animal yeah. Kingdom in the morning and buy flights of passage. I'm going to hop over to, tr- uh, tr- uh, Magic Kingdom at two o'clock and, and buy Tron. You can't do that. So it's, they're kind of piggybacking off of the rules right now where you can park hop into the studios midday, but yep. you can't get a boarding group. Correct. Yep. Correct. Um, and okay. so you can go over it. If you have the genie plus, you can like, you know, hop over to say you, you start the date. This is something we do frequently. Like you start the date animal kingdom, you get there early. We don't do flights of passage right at the bat. We do, um, the safari first thing. Cause the animals are the most active. Right. And That's our first thing too. Funny yep. thing. We go to animal kingdom to see the animals and to buy corn on the cob. But, um, uh, see, I like breakfast buffet and then animals. Mm, Boma. Um, so like, you know, we go do the safari and then like, especially just me and the wife, she doesn't like to do flights of passage. She gets, her stomach gets upset. So like, cool. You go, you go to Starbucks and grab a coffee. I'm going to go on my phone. I'm going to pay my nine bucks. I'm going to go do flights of passage real quick. I'll be back in 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then y- you have your genie plus. We do everything else once. Hop on the bus at two o'clock over to magic kingdom. And yeah, I can't go by Tron and seven doors mine train. I still have my Genie Plus. We can go to Magic Kingdom. We can go, you know, have a plaza reservation, go get a milkshake or whatever, and then we can go do Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder, Not a bottomless Small World. More of those I know, bastards. <laughs> so we can still get some stuff done. So it does make the hopping thing. That's it. I think they're going to get more hopping dollars out of this too, because it makes the park hopping a little more efficient. If okay, <laughs> and they may get there eventually, but if they open it up where you can then buy these passes in multiple parks that I can clearly see myself going down and doing three parks in a day mm-hmm. just to bang out your big boys end at yep. Epcot hit Ratatouille with a dinner there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're going to pull a ton of money out of somebody like me in one day, just because you're going to, you can craft like your ultimate Disney day. You right. don't have to yeah. do any of the fill in chuffa. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for someone like us, and I'm even going to throw Sean in this too, because we actually kind of just did this, you know, mm-hmm. now you can look at like, let's just say a trip you weren't planning on taking. Mm-hmm. So say, Hey, you know, you guys want to, guys, we should go do a golf weekend again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So screw, let's plan, a, yeah. let's plan a, 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 like a quick overnight, like a two, like, you know, play, you know, 18 and get dinner and get out of there. Well, now I look at back. Well, wait a minute. We can go in on a Saturday. And we can genie plus it and we can buy rise and we can buy, you know, uh, slinky dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's go three days now and we'll get studios in and we can go murder studios and break up the golf and then we'll play golf on Friday and Sunday and then we'll fly out Sunday night. We What's can this breaking days- up the golf thing you're talking about? I'm so confused. <laughs> I can't I don't play back to back 18. So I almost died. I'm out of shape. I don't understand. I'm just saying. I mean, you guys just, basically snack the I'm, road. I'm, I'm, and they ain't got a plan here. And I'm saying like, and that's it. Wait, Damn if you were going to have like a quick hit to do something besides parks, you might actually force yourself to squeeze in a park day now because you can officially go in and just wreck whatever you wanted to do. Whatever you like to do at a park, you can get done now. You don't think, oh, it's a Saturday. Because I don't go to parks on Saturday because all the locals show up and it's really busy. But now like, oh, I can go on a Saturday now because I can go so do all these rides because I'm going to buy Genie Plus. So mm-hmm. it, it really, the ability to customize your vacation now, and I understand it's not fair because not everyone can swing all this extra stuff all the time. Hell, even myself, I can't always swing extra stuff all the time. But if you, you know, give some concessions, oh, I really want to do Genie Plus two days, but I don't have the extra 60 bucks this trip. Well, I just right. won't go eat dinner at Liberty Tree and spend $140 on turkey and stuffing, you know? You decide to do Italian because you want mom. You want Italian, so you hit Mama Melrose. It's yeah. the only thing you have. So you, 
you're still dropping 40 to 50 bucks a head. Yeah. God forbid you buy a beer or two or something. I mean, I I like having dining reservations just to be able to take the break. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to be able to go sit down in the air conditioning and get an hour off of my feet. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's an added cost. Yeah. It's but like the same people complain about paying $15 a day for, there's called lightning lane, but we're just going to call it fast passes for terminology continuity. They say people complain about paying $15 for fast passes per person a day. Right. We'll go spend $50 a head at Hollywood and Vine and basically eat what is swill. Like it's prison food. Just so they can take a picture of Jake and the Neverland Pirates or like, you know, Doc McStuffins or something. I, I so. like prison it food. Is, no, Sean, this it place sucks. Like some of these we restaurants. I saw you horrible. taking pictures from the hospital. <laughs> it kind of sounded like you were happy about what was on that tray. Yeah. Jello. Jello. Mm, Jello. So yeah, Bobby. That, was that meatloaf? I it, mean, was, it was. That was pretty gravy. good meatloaf, actually, with gravy. So the gravy would act as a binding agent. Hospital mm, cheese on a burger. Binding agent. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Callback. <laughs> this this the genie plus things are gonna work over forty rides. They said, minus a lot of like your bigger e ticket attractions. Mm-hmm. And then there's some stuff that I think they're just gonna take the fast pass lanes down on Muppet Vision stuff like that. There's just stuff you don't need it on. There's some you just yeah you haven't needed it on. Things like that in a long Figment, time. Figment, you know, it's like, and they've already started to put this. Figment people, used to be, though. Yeah. Part of and then there's the people who like, you know. When we they, were teenagers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before they changed their yeah. right. When it first came out. Yeah. And this yep. was, th- this was the cutest thing about the, all this is that people, what are we thought? Because, oh, I mean, there is historical presence where people have been unhappy about things and they bullied, bullied Disney into doing some stuff. They bullied Disney into bringing like little stuff, like bringing noodles back to Ohana and changing some stuff like that. And like pulling a character out of a, th- you know, they've done some stuff like that. People legit thought they're going to be able to do like a, like a change.org to have this, this genie plus thing not happen. Nah. And Disney went really as they're hanging the new lightning lane signs at all the rides, they've already started to roll the signs out. So this thing is, this thing will probably this, be live next week. And this isn't something that it's not like a spur of the moment thing. No, no. they've been testing this thing at Disneyland for years. It was just under a different name. Exactly. It's, this is, um, this is just a shock to the system for all the East Coasters that would never go to the OG. Yeah. Yes. They know nothing but Disney World and their experience there. Yes. But anybody that's been doing the Disneyland thing have already, they've experienced this before. Yep. And from those experiences, the, I think they learned that like the $25 price point was a bit much, unless it's like Christmas or something. But I think the other yeah. thing, they, they, really, they really learned, and Disneyland does, you know, they the stuff they do at Disneyland, and Disneyland's the king of like bullying them into doing what they want. Those mm-hmm. days are over, by the way. New new leadership. No, they don't. New leadership you're, gives eight. You're damn. coming anyways. Yes, that's um, when they changed the annual passes out there. Yeah, California went nuts, and then they sold out. But a- they they realized the math. I mean, one, they gave you the pass bath with yeah. limited accessibility. They had already taken away a lot of the holidays and things like yep. that. Um, but they know if you're a Disney person, whether or not you're getting that pass, you're going to, especially if you live in Southern California, you're going to go a few times a year anyways, and they're making your money. Exactly. They're making the money off you. And now you can't go into downtown Disney unless you have access. Things like that. Yeah. It's come on. It's, it was too easy. Yeah. And the biggest thing I think they learned is that in California, people cried when MaxPass came out. Well, we should have it. We're in your pass holders. And they went, okay, fine. You can have it. No, and it's great. No, 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 no more. You can have it. 20, you just have to pay for it. I agree. 25 was a bit much. But we didn't go out to California that much. I mean, they start, I want to say it was like five or 10 bucks the first time. The fr- when I did it. it, it was 12. It was $12 when we did and, it. And, oh, you're getting your photos. You're getting the whole, you didn't think anything of it. Once you experienced it, well, I remember coming back the first time and just raving. Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It if was. the only they would give me this on the East Coast. I know. 
Just please give it to me at and Disney World. Now we we have it in some semblance. Yeah. So now it's as close as you were going to get out here. Yeah. I mean, it, Certainly. It, like I said, and it is. I think it's very fair that like, okay, I pay fifteen bucks. I'm going to do Rise and Runaway Railway and then Tron and then no, no, no. That's that's not fair oh. to anybody. Everyone has to have a shot. But I'm going to do all these. Sm- like I'm going to. Do the same. I'm going to do the same stuff you get to do. I'm just going to do more of them because I'm not going to stand in line for a half an hour for Haunted Mansion. I'll be out there in five minutes, et cetera. Like that. There you go. It's You kind of had a mid-tier now. So you always had a system in place that if you wanted to be able to do more than anybody else, Pay the you could grand. throw some scratch at it and you could do a VIP and they'll walk you to the front of every ride. Yep. Every single ride. And it's not, depending on the time of year, if you were going in one of the slow times, you could get close to justifying that for a large group because they let you take like 10 or 12 people with you. Yeah, you could so do some. Yeah. You and a bunch of like three families going down. Yeah. To you can make that math work. One day, you can make that math work. Now, you're not doing it on Christmas. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not doing four hours at 1300 bucks an hour bucks or whatever. whatever it is. It's yeah. stupid money. But there was always that ability to spend a little bit more to have that kind of customized experience if you wanted it. Yeah. This is kind of a mid-tier for people. Yeah. You give people the option to do a good chunk of it. It's not fully VIP, but you can customize your day, and it gives them the benefit of cost control. Exactly. And, and crowd and control. It, and it's not even about what like- Sean wanted. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And it's, to me, it's not even about like, I'm going to cram in as many rides as possible. To me, it's more, it's convenience factor. It's like, okay, I can go down for seven days now, and That's, I don't have to do seven park days. I can do four. And then I have days to like go down to Springs for a day and just eat and drink and stuff, or I can go to you know another another park, it, or I can go play golf, or you know just mm-hmm. it really caters to people that like to do Disney like I do, where I don't want to be rushing around. Yep. Although I'm not looking to cram as much crap into each day as I can. Yep. There's certain things. This I can't tell you the number of times we've gone down and no, I'm not waiting an hour for Space Mountain because I've done it a million times. times at this point. Yeah, who yeah. cares? The better you I mean, integrate, I enjoy it. Yeah. The but. better you integrate the non park parts of the experience like you're talking about, DJ, with uh, you know, shopping and eating around springs and here and there and golf, the better you make that multi day thing feel assisted, feel guided, feel like it's tuned to what you actually mm-hmm. want in terms of time to shop and be free. You want to make sure to hit these things. These are the things you like if you have time, you know. The more you do that, the more you actually drive satisfaction of the customers and, like you said, actually optimize satisfaction for the customers at every price level and willingness to spend. And I think that's a really, you know, that's an opportunity that Disney has that not a lot of other companies have. So I, I think it, I'm really interested to see how the next few years goes. Yeah. I want to worry about their app because, you know, their IT department's not yeah. the greatest. They don't have the best track record. But I mean, like yeah. I said, like, you know, they've done this at Disneyland. So they're really just porting a system over. Yeah. And, and, and if you can get that cycle correct, if you can get the update cycle and the agility and the data and understanding going, you can build something that is able to evolve and optimize, you know, well, for everything. There's the beauty of this, right? So now you're going to be doing this through your app. This is Hogarty Dream. Yes, it is. Oh my God. The <laughs> analytics that are going to come out of this thing. Yep. So now I know that Chris Davis goes down and stays at a moderate resort every time. Mm-hmm. And he now he, over the course of a number of trips, he averages three sit-down meals. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I know, I know what attractions he likes to go mm-hmm. to, 
What are the things he hits every time? Yep. Which stores does he shop? You know, mm-hmm. you can tie all of that together. He also has X as far as a social media influencer or influencer potential score. So when I market a new ride, I release a new experience, he actually can get targeted discounts, marketing mm-hmm. opportunities, right? It becomes this big cyclical giant. Think of how much they're going to be able to hone in on those average revenue numbers each day. Because mm-hmm. now they know, like DJ was saying, you're planning this stuff two months in advance. Yep, This stuff is booked. And once you're in the ecosystem, forget it. Mm-hmm. They have all of your information because they've been driving you through the app yep. for how many years now? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they have history on, I mean, DJ and I, yep. they probably know what color underwear we're wearing today, for God's sakes. Disney knows yep. everything. And as they tie it knows. to your in-theater and at-home media consumption, your well, that's, general purchasing it's all the same on, online. That's it's the all, thing. You know, Shop it's Disney, all there. Disney Plus, your DVC, mm-hmm. it's all the same email address. It's all the same, it's all the same login. Even if it's not, that's DJs bridged. come down for X number of Star Wars events. Yep. I see hotel reservations around these peak times or, yeah. or these tent poles that he comes down I for. I see him He's going watching to the X site on Disney Plus. and searching these terms or looking at these things. Even though you haven't purchased, that raises your score in a particular metric that makes mm-hmm. you a desirable or, or identifies. This is a fun for me. It identifies an untapped market that you can design a product or feature for, right? That the all this additional data on top of the actual experiences that people are paying for right now drives market, drives commerce, drives you know revenue maximization. Revenue, yeah, um, which is right. Mm-hmm. It's right in that sweet spot of manipulative and, and beneficial. That is this weird spot oh, we're it's, at. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's manipulative because now it's going to be able to drive you to the things that they know you will spend money on. Right. You're and also to, to identify things that you would spend money on if there was something that hits that spot. And if there's enough of that identified demand, it will actually drive, uh, you know, big or small investments in experiences, marketing or engagement. Yeah. You know, it says just like how sparked, you know, for all the people who and this is probably the people who who have to save a lot more to go and don't go as, as often as some of your your hardcores obviously right mm-hmm. it's a little unfortunate for them i think mm-hmm. this once people get a taste of this especially like mm-hmm. Chris said people who are east coast bound and they don't go they never went to Cali they never did max pass mm-hmm. you're probably going to have a lot of people who go say twice a year mm-hmm. go geez well you know what Harold freaking after sixty dollars a day we can let's go a third time because we can get all this stuff done and it's a better mm-hmm. trip now. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your, your hardcores probably sneak in another, you know, we say if they, if it's like one trip every 18 months, they sneak in like a weekend mm-hmm. or something said, you can go in Certainly. now you, now you can definitely go in and maximize your time where you're like, Oh, I was going to burn points or whatever. Uh, you know, now you can buy the genie plus thing and be like, Oh, I can, I can do. And it like, you know, some of your older clientele, they don't care about the extra add on rides because they just want to do haunted mansion and all these like dark rides and stuff where they can go in and they can do it all now if they can figure mm-hmm. out using the phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so i mean to me it's i mean this is every everybody wins on this to me honestly because if they had and the other people are like i if i don't pay the thing i'll never get anything done no you've been going for the last five years and everybody had fast pass you still got stuff done now only half the people have fast it's been pass. Around for what years, are you crying about years not everybody's I, gonna have this thing they yeah. they will not say there's a hundred and fifty thousand people that have a magic kingdom park pass one day we'll just pick a number Mm-hmm. They're not going to sell 150,000 genies. They're only going to sell like 65 or whatever it is. You know, right. it's like there's there's caps to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and that cap will probably go up as they realize how they can, you know, make yeah. things flow. But, no, but as they, yeah, as they have more information and don't, they don't forget, you can actually, you can sell an upgrade or a genie plus or whatever to every single person. You don't have to cap it because you're logistically managing and understanding things. I mean, Chris hit it before there are capacity caps, but the better you understand and control flow, the more you can actually optimize throughput. You know what? If we added mm-hmm. another, we add another boat in the flotilla that goes through this ride, we add a parallel path through this ride. We build a second one next to it. We can increase the, you know, I mean, these things constantly feed each other. And I think you do ultimately get to a place where everybody's experience, even when you can't afford the max experience is still being elevated over time. Mm-hmm. And, and there is benefit, right? It's not just money, money, money. There's a huge win when it's money plus happiness, right? Because happiness means more money. So, you know, particularly if you can connect it outside the parks to services and subscriptions and mm-hmm. sales or data sales, right? X airline becomes the Disney integrated partner to and from Orlando. They used to have LA, right? But now they the one for years. Yes. But now they can do it based upon direct integration of vacation packages, direct, you know, so many different things there that it drives all these meta meta markets outside just the park. Yep. And Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, now they're just, I mean, I said, this is how every other vacation place does vacations. If you go to, Oh, no you know, Europe, and you don't spend as much money as the guy stay, like next to you. He's staying in a nicer room. He's eating better food. Mm-hmm. He's seeing more sights. It's just the way it is. He's not going to get robbed just in an alley. Just wait till they start optimizing for experience and availability and access and enjoyment better by ensuring that you don't, you know, so it's, it's real interesting to me. Again, it's all about data and levels and levels and levels of understanding. Um, I think I, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm makes me big, want to work for Disney. Honestly, fair enough. I'm. I'm big pro Genie Plus. Big yeah. pro Genie Plus. Oh, um, I am as well. I've been dying for this. Like I said, if it's a trip I can't swing it, then I know what I'm getting into. But if I can swing it, damn right I'm doing it. Well, All day. I think, I think, like like many things, what you can or can't swing is driven by how much you can plan and understand, and you know the if you gain an understanding of, oh, wait, if I, you know, if I wait six months and pay X amount more, my experience goes that much better. If we, you know, if you can train yourself to that sort of thing, um, you know, or just, just get in a better spot where you're willing to pay for the things that make it better for you. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah, no. And even like someone who myself, I was, um, a crazy Disney planner. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. The six months out restaurant thing and the 60 days out ride thing was kind of, it was grating on me. I was kind of done with it already. Yeah. This allows for a lot more spontaneity. Yeah. One thing that I think this is going to do, and it's going to, this is going to drive people nuts too. This will be the next thing they cry about. So I think after this thing rolls out, people are going to slowly realize, Hey, it's a lot harder to get dining reservations, at all these restaurants, you know why? Yeah. Cause it's mm-hmm. saving half of them for people who make wishes that day for the genie app. Right. Same day. Dining reservations are going to be a lot easier to get because it's going to hold some back. So, but see, now you can actually gather passively and actively, you can get feedback mm-hmm. that is both generalized and statistical, but also individualized. So you can actually gain a sense, if you do this correct, about people's dissatisfaction. You know what? This is what I wasn't able to do this trip that I really wanted to. Yeah. Or 
I saw this, hadn't thought about it in advance, but it looked really cool and I wasn't able to do it. Do it now, yeah. That can drive things like, you know what, next season we're actually going to add 50%, 50 more kitchen capacity and seating capacity to this restaurant. Or, yeah. you know what, we're going to make a copy of that restaurant in this other park. Find, you know, find ways to, again, meet demand while maintaining, you know- they They've done that Revenue. with, you know, just like Dole Whip. You should only be able to get mm. Dole Whip at one stand and now it's available yeah. every park in Springs now. Mm. You know, they, they, you know, they know how to play their hits. So that's, that's, that's one of my, question. you know, that's one of the upgrades I like is just the, uh, the Dole Whip IV drip that yes. follows you yes. around. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, I actually just received a couple text messages from, uh, our other Disney person Ooh. who happens to be sitting at home in front of his computer <laughs> and would be. Very anxious to join in if you wanted a few minutes with him to uh, yeah give you a breakdown. So um, let's uh, let's bring zoom him master. In. Okay, so since we have Matt coming on, let's go ahead and we're gonna break this up into two parts because Matt's gonna have you know a lot to talk about. He's an annual pass holder. I'm sure he has a lot of thoughts about that, and he also has a bigger family uh, and some different dynamics to what we deal with on vacation. So let's let's go ahead and we'll we'll stop this one. So everyone, thank you for listening. Um, please hit us up on Twitter at fmen37. Uh, you can subscribe where you get your podcasts. If you don't do the Disney stuff, we have the normal fan men show, which is a lot more comics and pop culture and movies and, and just stuff that we like to talk about. Uh, you can check that out, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, all that kind of good jazz. Um, and uh, thank everyone for listening. And uh, part two will be coming right up.